Here we are again on the Here to There podcast, um, just walking through uh, discipleship and really um, this encouragement or challenge to disciple our families. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's that's kind of what we've been walking through the last three or four weeks, trying to um, give you um, some guidance, wisdom, um, direction, and also some practical tools to use as you um, invest in your family and help them put the most important thing in their bag that they're taking with them through the rest of their life, which is a relationship with Jesus Christ. And um, this last Sunday, um, I wrapped up that series with this uh, idea of of moving from behavior and rules um, to values. Um, there's a movie that came out a few years ago. I think it's called The, the Breakup. And the one scene has, um, they were coming out of a dinner party and there's dishes everywhere. He's sitting down watching t- the game on the television. And she's like, I need help doing the dishes. And he's like, fine, I'll do the dishes. So he stomps out to the kitchen, starts doing the dishes. And she gets mad. She says, you know, I don't want you to do the dishes because I told you to do dishes. I want you to want to do the dishes. Um, that's kind of the difference between um, behavior and values. See, the behavior in that um, movie would be the the doing the dishes. The do, the dishes got done. Um, she she asked, and he he felt like he was fulfilling it by saying, "I'm doing the dishes. I'm doing what you asked me to do. I'm doing the behavior you're asking of me." And yet there's something deeper that she wanted. She didn't want just the value. She didn't just want the the behavior of doing dishes. She wanted the value of being cared for and loved. And that's why they would do dishes. And so we do that with parenting. We, we focus a whole lot on behavior. You know, we have a lot of rules. And again, rules aren't bad, but we're not um, discipling based on rules. Um, rules kind of give some guardrails, uh, help us to determine some things. But what we're really, we're not focused on rules as much as we're focused on values. What if we invested in values um, in our kids the, and the values produced the behavior? Rather than saying, um, don't lie, what if we produce the value of your word is your word and you need to, you need, it reflects you. And so you need to value um, your commitments. You need to value what you say because it matters. Or maybe it's um, with that one, um, with lies. Maybe it's you need to value the other person. You need to you need to speak honestly with the other person and and, and to care for them. And lying to someone is not loving someone. And so we want to have the rules set up, but we but the rules are only there as a way to to really um, develop values. There's a there's a place called Chick Fil A which many people eat at and. Um, what's interesting is they, they probably do have rules. Um, it's my pleasure to serve you, um, maybe a rule. But I think what goes deeper is the value. You can say the, the phrase, it's my pleasure to help you in a way that is like, I have to say it. Or you can say it as a way of like, I really want to serve you. I really want to help you. Is there any way I can really, it's it's my pleasure to, to, to get the milkshake for you, to get you a straw, to, you know, it, Chick-fil-A is, is talking values, not rules. The values will always go further than the rules you can make. You can never make enough rules. I mean, it just seems like, especially if you have kids, if you make one rule, there's always a loophole. There's always a way to get around it. There's always, you may say, hey, you know, you need to, you need to make your bed. And they'll, they'll make their bed, but they won't, maybe they won't put the pillow back right. Or maybe they won't do something else. Or maybe you're like... Why did you drive my car when you're eight years old? Well, you never told me not to. 
know, you didn't make that rule. And so imagine the number of rules we would have to make if we had to cover every scenario, every possibility that ever happened. You can't, you just can't do it. I mean, our government tries and that, that, that's working out well for them. It, it just doesn't, but if we could, if we could raise up young people and as parents, disciple our kids to values, things change. Let me, let me just talk about Jesus. Some. Um, as I look at him, he, he didn't push, he didn't necessarily push rules. He pushed values. And so uh, oftentimes he'd get himself in trouble because he didn't necessarily follow the rules. Um, the disciples, the Pharisees would come up to him and say, listen, your, your disciples aren't following the rules. They're picking heads of grain on the Sabbath. And he would say, I'm, the rule is less important than the value. And the value is this, that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. That's like the Sabbath was made for us to rest and to, to, to be healthy and to enjoy and delight. And, and yet it, it, we've made it about rules. He says, I, if you have the value that the Sabbath is holy and special and set apart, guess what happens? You'll, you'll fulfill the, the law. But if you're just about not opening the refrigerator on the Sabbath and not walking two point however many miles and you're, you're so focused on, guess what really happens? You've lost the value of the Sabbath. Now it'll be the very thing that was supposed to be for our joy and rest and delight is now work because we have to follow so many. And Jesus always put, pushed it back against those rules and he really wanted to put in values in place. Again, think about um, Jesus being asked, what's the greatest commandment? And What's the greatest law? What's the greatest behavior people can do? Don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, don't commit adultery. And he says this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. He says, he, it, it, you can't even mark that as yes or no. I mean, it, it's a value. It, it's something that we, we value loving God. Like we want him to be first place in our life. And therefore, this is what we do. We love our neighbor as ourself. We, 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 we want to value them. We want, we want to care for them. And therefore, this is what we do. In fact, what he says is that all the other rules that you could ever make should be, can be wrapped up if you follow those two things. Love God, love people, and you will fulfill every law that matters in our world. Every law in scripture comes down to loving God and loving people. It's a value. Here, here's another one that he had. Um, he says, I have come to seek and save that which was lost. And so he he would <clears throat> eat dinner at places that he wasn't supposed to eat dinner at. He would go to go to um, the Samaritans who were enemies of the Jews. Everything that, he's like, this is my value. Therefore, this is what it causes me to do. Values drive us. And I, I do want to mention, too, that um, values that are written aren't always our true values. There are lots of companies that have values on their wall that if you would see how they're lived out are not fulfilling any of the values, let alone a few of them. Like we can say these are our values in our life. We value um, the, the authority of scripture. We value um, community. We, but if, you're, if your behavior doesn't match up with your values, and it's not really a value. Does that does that make sense um, this morning? <clears throat> like, like values are driven deep into who we are. Therefore, that's how we live. That's what we do. We 
we we we do certain things. Let me just change it a little bit. Galatians five. Um, Paul's talking to the Church of Galatia, and he's 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 giving them a value um, some, and he says, uh, verse thirteen, "You, my brothers, our sisters, were called to be free." Um, you're not. God has never called us to be enslaved, tied up, um, feeling weighted. We're, we're called to be free, but don't use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law, all the commands, is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. He's like, that's the value. Live out that value, we're all good. And then he says, the acts of the sinful, uh, this is verse 19. Um, the acts of the flesh are obvious. The behaviors, the and we can make rules against these sort of things, but but the these these behaviors are 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 obvious sexual immorality impurity debauchery adultery and on and on it goes um, but verse 22 says this but the fruit of the spirit what when you have the value of being submissive to the holy spirit and let the spirit work in your life what's produced is love joy peace um forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and against and self-control and when the the fruit of the spirit is working out in your life he says, against such things, there is no law. There are no rules. When we follow the Holy Spirit, the rules kind of dissipate because we automatically keep the rules. We automatically, we all, we will go further than any rule could we, we could make. He says, what, what, the, what the value should be is this allowing the Spirit to work in your life and not being so ruled. So how does that play out in our kids? We have to have we have to have rules. It's not like say we don't have rules. We have measurements. Are, are you loving? Well, yeah. If, if you're lying, then you must not really love somebody. If if you're hurting somebody, you must not really love them. So there are checks and balances to that, but it's got to be driven deep into the values. And one of the values that he says here is letting the spirit work and keeping in step with the spirit, letting the spirit work um, in your life. And if you do that, you don't have to worry about the law. The, the law just lets us, the behaviors, the laws, the rules, only lets us know when we've messed up and when we're not living according to our values. So the, the law is important. It reveals where our values are. But, the, but to just focus on behavior doesn't get it done for our, our discipleship, our families, uh, we have we have to go deeper. And so, what are your values? What what are the values you're trying to to put into your kids and into, into your family? What what are you trying to drive deep? Um, and how are how do you drive it deep? Let me just um, talk to you about how we drive um, values deep into to who we are. One is this: um, we we want as parents, we have to model it. We have to model that value. We can't just talk about it. We can't just tell stories from um you know that we get from the bookstore we have to model the very values um, values are caught as much as they're taught and so to, to say hey we want we want the word of god to be valued in our in our family then you have to be in the word of god you have to sit down and let them see you read it and and to, and to have it uh, marinate in your life and and then after you model it, you have to, to bring it into, into aspects of what you do. So you bring it around the table, the word of God. Maybe you, um, you, know, you have devotions in the evening. You ask them what they're reading in the Bible. Maybe you, you reward them for um, 
doing devotion so many days in a row because it's a value. It's, a, it's an important piece of what you want them to experience. And maybe the value is, is um, the value of life. And so you value life. You value all sorts of people. You see people as they are. You talk about Jesus as he sees people. You, you bring um, someone into your family, into your house that wouldn't be there naturally. You have compassion on people. And you, and you talk about it and you lean into it and you allow the values to be driven deep into um, what God wants to do in them. And so you start just listing four, five, six, seven values. What are your values? What are the values that God has designed us to, to put in our kids? And then we start coming up with a plan um, to put it in. But by the way, not only do we do we model it, but we also we do need to tell stories. We need we need to to share how that looks and how that plays out. And um, narratives form values. Narrative stories tell stories of value. And so we need to tell our story. We need to tell um, stories of what's what's happening around us. And we need and our greatest stories need to be the stories of our values. Um. And so what stories do you have to tell um, with the very values that you have? And so um, write down your values and then start trying some things of how you want to use those values, to put those values in your family's life. Um, you know, maybe, maybe for each value. So you, you write down five values and for each of the values, you put three action steps of how we're going to um, nail this down throughout this season. And then you might, the next season, you might change that. And so start working on um, those behaviors. That's the last thing I want, want to talk about real quick is not only do our values lead to behaviors, um, but I think what's critical as we walk this discipleship thing, our beliefs, our faith leads to action. You know, we we are we are in this. Um, we're following Jesus because we believe in Him. We trust Him. We we believe that He is powerful. That He's authoritative. That He um, heals. That He forgives. That He is the hope of the world. That He is um, the resurrection and the life. Um, that no one comes to the Father except through Him. We we believe this, and therefore, because we believe it so deeply in our soul. That belief has to cause action. We we can't say we believe in God and yet do nothing with it. We can't say we believe in the authority of the Word of God and that w- when we root ourselves, it produces fruit and not spend time rooting ourselves in the Word of God. Our beliefs directly determine our action. And so if you want to see what you believe, check out your action. If you want greater action, then, then lean deeper into your beliefs. You know, Do we truly trust God in this season? You know, there's a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, but do we really see him as transcendent and over and sovereign and over it all? If we believe he's sovereign, we can be still and know that he is God and we can rest in the season of like, man, whatever happens, God is going to work it out. And I can't wait to see how all this plays out, but I trust him and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to place my life in his hands. Maybe I, I believe that God is my provider, and I want to trust Him. And therefore, because I believe that God um, 
is my provider and that he also responds to my faith and that as I I believe that as I am generous, he is he pours back that back out on me, I give. I, I give financially to the church and to other places. I, I want to be a generous person because that's what God that's the value that I I want to have. Therefore, because I I have that as a value and I trust that God is who he says he is, I'll step. And so you know, I just, I just want to challenge you a little bit of, I think in our world, we have become, in many ways, we say we believe things, but our actions don't line up. And that's, there's a word for that called hypocrisy. You know, if you value people, you value all people. Facebook-wise, Twitter-wise, wherever it is, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to value, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to care for them, I'm going to have compassion on them. And to let it let it flow through everything, and so on this journey from here to there, I want you to disciple your kids. I want to put I want you to put down values and be into into their life so that it, it comes out as behaviors. And therefore, you don't have to make as many rules. The rules will they'll go well past the rules because the values go deep into life. So start working on those values and what they are and how you play them out in your kid's life.